What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast, episode 17. And boy, do we have a little bit to talk to you about. And we, the movie review is a cult classic that apparently uh, I have never seen. And I apologize to everyone in advance for my comments that's going to come out of my mouth. Before we get there, this is the Nerdwide Podcast, where we talk about TV, movies, and gaming news that interest you and us alike. But first, before we get there, my name's Tyler Haynes, with my co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? It is going good. You know, we, a little secret we've got brewing that I haven't revealed to the world yet. It's keeping us busy Um, every week now. It's just getting more and more busy. Um, mm. I've got a little bit of a, a hole in my heart from a TV show that ended and, but you know, we're, we're here. Yeah. We are here. And Chris, I want to, I want to know how your week has been. Busy, man. We're working overtime. Um, yeah, almost 50 hours a week, right at it. It's a little extreme. And so it's, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. So it's taken me away from you know stuff I'd rather be doing, but hey, that's life, right? Your your polo championships have had to be put on hold. Water polo, right? <laughs> yeah. Guys, quick housekeeping: if you like and see what you hear, like what you see in here, make sure to subscribe to whatever podcasting service you're listening to, or if you're watching us over here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us there as well. If you like what you see, give us a thumbs up. If you don't like what you see, leave a comment rather than dislike this video. Let us know what we're doing wrong, what we could do better, and how to improve for you. But other... Or you can dislike the video if you really want to. Yeah, or you can just dislike it. I mean, it just, it just depends how you feel. <laughs> Uh, our Patreon is live. If you feel like subbing is not enough, if you head over to patreon.com slash nerdwine, give a couple bucks that way, get you exclusive little perks there, all that you can find on patreon.com slash nerdwine. But Chris, I want to get mm. into it. Our first topic is always the TV section of our show, and I've got to know, what you've been watching? Very little. Uh, I watched... 50-hour work weeks. Yeah. I watched uh, the WandaVision finale, and that's all I was able to get to. Well, good thing you yeah. said that, because we are going to jump right into that. And, of course, our spoiler awesome. tag is up, and it is time. Chris, nine episodes. I want to think. I mm-hmm. want to see what you think of it as a whole. Um, what did you think of WandaVision season one and potentially the, the last season of WandaVision? Yeah, because they've said that right now there's no plans for a two, so. Mm-hmm. Which I get. I get with the way it played out and what it was there to do, right? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought that, I think like a lot of people, I was very worried at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. the first couple episodes are fun, but it's like, how are they going to How are we bringing get this back away to from real this? World. And, yeah. yeah. So... Once they began doing that, I was completely on board. I, for me, I I was the same way. The the first two episodes, I was not digging it at all. Once we started bringing in Sword and, you know, the post-snap adventures and the FBI with Jimmy Woo, I thought it was off to a great start. 
The big surprise cameo, of course, our spoilers tag is up if you're still listening and obviously not paying attention. We're getting into spoilery stuff here. Uh, when they brought in Pietro from um, Evan Peters, from Evan Peters, excuse me, from the Fox uh, X-Men, I was really excited about that. I think the only thing um, in the finale that let me down was that. Uh, they they yeah. just didn't capitalize on it. I mean, I don't. Ralph Boner. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get why. I understand that that was like the big cameo, big reveal, but uh, they they te- they messed with us and they teased us, and of course everyone had all these huge theories. None of them were right, mm-hmm. and but it felt like a a classic Marvel um, film to me. If you look, if you think about it, just look back at all of it. It, it felt like a classic. The way it ended, it felt like a classic Marvel. It had a phenomenal fighting scene. You still have questions to wonder about. You had two post-credit scenes. Um, the second one is obviously leading into Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Um, the first one leads into uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home because this takes place before Far From Home does. So if if you right. want like a technical follow-up to this movie, watch Spider-Man Two. But which I need to go watch just because. It's, it's going to play into everything. I'm very curious now, because we've got two weeks now, we've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be a completely different show. It's going to be, honestly, to me, it's going to be a buddy cop show. And But this one was more of your wacky, not really wacky, but your mystical, you're out there, and shocking and surprising. I just don't see Falcon and the Winter Soldier doing that to us. No, no. Um, I... I love some of the things that came out of this, though. Um, what about the Darkhold mm-hmm. making its appearance? Um, and if if people if people out there are listening or watching, and and they didn't watch Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. boy, did you miss out on a reference? Because yeah. the last person that we saw in that show have the Darkhold was Ghost Rider. So. Is this opening the door to introduce Ghost Rider? Uh, especially the oh, what's the guy Luca that played it. If if he's uh-huh. if he's coming back, uh, he's probably one of him and Quake. I mean, if we're gonna be completely honest, and Ming Na Wen, those three are the best things about Agents of Shield. And Clark Gregg. And Clark Gregg. I mean, you, okay, all of them. You know, you can't go without all of them. Like I just, I really hope they bring them all back into this, and with this kind of television show. Uh, format, could they possibly bring them in? Maybe they're in Falcon and Winter Soldier somehow. But we've got Black Widow still to come out. Shang-Chi is supposed to come out in um, June or July, I believe. And we haven't even had a trailer for that. I think they're waiting on Black Widow to see what they're going to do. I think the plan is still to release Black Widow in theaters only. And, Uh I mean, I think, to me, what you do is you cut your losses, put it on Disney Plus Premium, and with Shang-Chi or even Spider-Man, I'd say probably Spider-Man be your safer bet. Put it in theaters only because that's supposed to come out in yeah. December. I mean, we should all be vaccinated by then and life should be starting to get back to normal. But right, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I, I'm kind of curious because of when it's supposed to drop. Um is there a chance that we get a if if not a shield uh 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type reference, could we see Coulson pop up? And you may know, I, I've i stayed away from a lot of the casting stuff. Mm-hmm. Could we see him pop up in Black Widow? Because technically at that point, his character was still alive. Right. Could we have some interaction? I, I Maybe. Because this is, Black yeah. Widow takes place between um, Civil War and Infinity War. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see the characters and new characters. We get the Taskmaster is one of my favorite villains as far as the Marvel universe is concerned. And right. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, there's so much, so many unanswered questions. Like, the my main thing is right now is the post credit scene of Black Widow. Was it because I think that was supposed to set up Wandavision, and is it even going to make any sense to us now, or do they just cut it completely from the film? I think they probably cut it and they shoot another post credit scene mm, based party. on what it's going to lead into. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I enjoyed WandaVision. The, the, the fight, and I'm so glad Catherine Hahn is still going to be in the MCU. She was too much of a treasure for them just to take out of it. Yeah. And... So here's, here's the question, right? Wanda tells her, you're always going to be here. You'll be here if I need you. Right. You know, and she turns her into her sitcom self. Um, but then Westview, as we knew it, basically, I, I, I guess you could say it imploded, right? right? It just kind of went away. So where is that Westview now? Because mm, she... Because um... we know it's not gone because she's keeping her around. Right. That's just, it's, it's so confusing when they do anything like alternate realities and stuff like that. Uh, and spoiler, we know the kids are okay. Yeah, because um, <laughs> they're, they're somewhere. And I'm very curious to see if we get them back. And did we discuss it last week about the Young Avengers? Did we discuss that at all? I think we brought it up. I seem to remember referencing. Because it's, I think... Uh, and that was my theory was that they're setting all of these these heroes up with their kids. And so I think uh-huh. in Doctor Strange 2, they're going to have to come back. Just because I, I really do think they're setting up the Young Avengers with everyone they've got going on. But because I mean, you've got, I think, I honestly do think, though, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Chris Evans's Captain America is going to have a kid. At some point in the show, that's going to be a big plot line towards the end, is my guess, and with Peggy Carter. But there is a, a hero that's in, that you see in the trailers that's a part of the Young Avengers. I forget who it is, but off the top of my head. But it's, I don't know, man. I enjoyed WandaVision. I, I enjoyed what we got. I enjoyed the waking up every Friday morning, waking everybody else up and saying, all right, let's watch this. And I, I don't... Looking at it right now, I don't think Falcon Winter Soldier is going to have that same effect on everybody because there was so much of WandaVision of what if, what is, and the theories. I don't think there's going to be so many crazy theories about um, Falcon. And that's just because they, I honestly think it's because they brought uh, even Peters in. I mean, that's the only reason I think all these theories went out of control. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I, li- I like how it, it ended, but the little arresting of what's-his-name was a little cheesy, but we should have more Darcy in, but that's just me. 
she had yeah, one four line, Darcy. four line, four words. And that she, was it. And she has said that when they call, she'll come back, mm -hmm. but they haven't yet. So, Man. oh, she'll. Which tells me she's not. Unless it's more misdirection, it means that she doesn't have anything going in Spider-Man. She doesn't have anything going in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. Because me... she's talking like it was just WandaVision. Oh, I hope not. You know, they're filming the new Thor. So, yeah. That's true. I did love seeing Kevin Smith's reaction. Oh, him crying? <laughs> yeah. It, and did you see Paul Bettany's response? No, I didn't know he responded to it. Paul, Paul Bettany responded to it saying, I'm here for you, man. Don't you, you just know, love just it? If you, <laughs> Dude, the, 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 the scenes of them uh, between the vision and Wanda, like when she was finally saying goodbye to her grief, and this was, I saw someone talking about, this is the first time that Wanda has ever had the chance to truly say goodbye to any of her loved ones. I mean, her, her parents died abruptly. Her brother died abruptly. Uh, Vision died twice in front of her. I mean, she didn't get to say goodbye. And then in this way, it was, she was able to. And that was one of the things that made it so beautiful. And what's crazy is, because I'm pretty sure uh, Westview Vision put his memories into the new, vi the white Vision. And so there's going to be another hello. You know what I mean? Into the original vision. Yeah, into the original vision, not the Mind Stone. Oh, man, so that's the question, though. And and I, I saw this online, too. People were wondering the same thing. Is He he gets all that information. He says, I am vision. Mm -hmm. And he flies off. I, I, yeah, that's, that's going to be what? the whole mystery of it. Wouldn't you stick around? Wouldn't you? you yeah. know, <laughs> like, oh, I need to help out with the team here. <laughs> yeah. But, it seemed a little odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, unless and he whole... knew she was going to be okay. Right. And then the whole uh, where his little mindstone piece went yellow and then went back to white. I don't know what that was about, but the whole uh, theory of the Theseus' ship—that's crazy to think about. And I, I don't even want to get into that because that's just too crazy. Oh, it's such an old question. But what I do want to get into about is spoiler tag is gone for everyone that is out there. And I've been watching, uh, I mentioned last week, I've been rewatching Voltron again. I'm still, I'm almost done with it. Then I'm going to go into Star Wars Rebels or Batman Beyond. Haven't really decided what I want to do yet. And then, of course, I watched the newest episode of Superman and Lois. Chris, I know you haven't gotten into it, so I'm not going to get too spoilery. Um, it definitely holds oh, up. No. no, no, don't no. don't hold back. Well, it, don't it, def hold back. it definitely holds up to the 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 pilot. Like uh, you always worry about the pilots being so grand, ex you know, extravagant. Can the next episodes hold up to it? This one did such a good job. We met Morgan Edge. Uh, very excited to see more about that. Uh, one of my theories about Lex Luthor, I think I'm pretty sure is true at this point, and. We got a lot more of the Superman history, and I'm, I do not like who plays Jor El. But you know, no offense to the actor, it's just that's not how I see Jor El. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about once you watch it. But the way they did this was was pretty cool, and I don't see, now 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 I really want to know who plays Jor El. I don't even know the guy's name. Like I've never seen him in anything before. 
So I mean, you might recognize him as something, but he might have been a voice actor for Jor-El somewhere. Because that would be something yeah. CW does. But that's what I've been watching, Chris. We're going to get more into Superman and Lois here in our notable news section. But first, I want to bring into something of our first news story. No article to read or anything. This just happened on Thursday. The Simpsons has been renewed for season 33 and season 34. That puts the contract throughout year 2023 for a combined total of episodes of 757. The longest running TV series. It's been... They've, they've had okay success. Yeah. Not I mean, bad. Fox is like, eh, well, we'll keep it going, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, speaking of lovable cartoon characters, our second one, news stories, is Nickelodeon Greenlight SpongeBob spinoff, The Patrick Star Show. And we are going to Deadline.com for this one. And this is by Denise Petsky. Nickelodeon has given an official series green light to SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff, The Patrick Star Show. Nick has ordered 13 episodes of the animated series centered on SpongeBob's best friend, Patrick Star, voiced by Bill uh, Fagerbecki. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I butchered that. The series hails from the creative team behind the Mothership series. Produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studio, the family sitcom stars Patrick and the rest of his family as they are constantly disrupted by Patrick's wild whims and surreal imagination. The series will officially debut this summer on Nickelodeon. The announcement comes as the first SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff, Camp Coral, Sponge, SpongeBob's Underyears, debu- debuts today on Paramount Plus. So, I don't know. And we're going to a quote here by Ramsey Naito, president of Nick- Nickelodeon Animation. Nickelodeon is diving deeper into Bikini Bomb to give fans a look at our lovable young adult Patrick Starr and his entire family with a sitcom only he could imagine up. The second original spinoff allows us to expand our reach, tell new stories, and connect with our audience around the world who continue to love these characters. It's, I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to do a SpongeBob spinoff, and I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see how that works. But the voice actor is getting him some a lot more money, which is rightfully so, and he's a, officially a series regular now for his own show. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I remember right. He played Dauber on the TV series Coach. Man, how do you remember this stuff? Is it the, is it the weird last name? Yeah, well that <laughs> that helps. But the, no, the voice like he's not having to do a whole lot with his voice. Oh, because that's that just how he normally talks. That's he's got his natural voice is similar to that. That's pretty cool. Now, Chris, this is something else pretty cool, and I'm really excited to be talking about this one. I bet you are. Number three, Superman and Lois has officially been renewed for season two. Uh, This was even before the second episode even premiered. I think this was released on Monday, and the show premieres on uh, Tuesday. So we're going to TVLine.com for this one. This is by Andy Swift. The Smallville Gazette just found its next, albeit extremely meta, front-page story. The CW has renewed Superman and Lois for a second season after just one airing. Quote, the phenomenal multi-platform debut of Superman and Lois, which delivered for us in a big way on both a linear and streaming basis, is a testament to the creativity, hard work, and dedication of the talented people who work tirelessly in front of and behind the camera, especially in this challenging environment, CW CEO Mark Pedowitz said in a statement on Tuesday. Quote, 
We are thrilled to now have two brand new bona fide hits in Superman and Lois and Walker, both of which have been renewed for next season along with 11 other of our other shows, further positioning us for continued strength and stability for next season. Uh, here we've got a little bit of numbers here for you guys. Superman and Lois debuted on February 23rd to 1.75 million total viewers and a 0.4 demo rating in live plus same-day numbers, giving the CW its largest audience in Tuesday's 8 o'clock hour in two years, as well as marking the network's second-largest season or series premiere audience since Batwoman circa fall 2019. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, we knew this show was something special. I I'm, I am kind of shocked that it was so early, but CW has that track record of renewing their shows after they see their early numbers from that first season. They did the same thing with Walker, and so it's not really yeah. that surprising. So good. Have you them. watched that yet? By the way, no. I've I've seen clips, but I haven't dove into it yet. And yeah, I've got yeah, so many other either. TV shows. Uh, I know I need to watch it though. Yeah. So good old Jared, Jared Padalecki, Jarped. All right, and, but this last one. <laughs> This one hurts me, and this you know we just kind of have a big high off of news of Superman and Lois. Let's go down to a little bit of low here, and I hate how they how they do this this way. Number four, Superman and Lois will go on hiatus until May 18th, while Supergirl season six premieres on March 30th. We're going to TVLine.com once again for this one, and this is again by Andy Swift. Supergirl is taking her final flight this spring. The CW drama will return for its sixth and final season. On Tuesday, March 30th, 9, 8 Central, TV Line has learned, Supergirl will take over the time slot currently occupied by Superman and Lois, which will go on a brief hiatus due to a COVID-related production eruption that occurred earlier last summer. Superman and Lois will return with the rest of its first season on Tuesday, May 18th at 9 p.m. Supergirl will then return to complete its final season sometime this summer. Uh, I don't get it. I, I, I don't either. And... If it was because I was saying it's because of COVID related, but that interrupted production last summer. So I mean, we're almost a year out. Yeah. I'm sure they're still filming these things or getting close to being done with it. Uh, why? Why not put Supergirl in a different time slot and ramp yeah. up your production? I just don't. I'm sure. Let, go ahead. Let Superman and Lois have its full run. Right. Then air super it's the final season yeah you don't have to set anything up i mean just let it run later i don't i i hate this because now we're going to have to um wait a whole month and a half until uh yeah a month and a half until we get superman and lois back this is the sort of thing though for an established show it's not a problem right, right. not as big a problem but for a, a freshman show like this, they're just building their momentum, and now you're going to pull them for a month and a half. <laughs> it's like, are you trying to kill the show? Right. That's. I'm very curious to see what COVID-related issues it's really talking about here. Because I just don't, a month and a half, I mean, This Is Us had something similar, but it was due to... Uh, they were gone for like three or four weeks, actually. But it was due to the, the producers and the video editors not being able to get into the studio to edit and make the show. Like, everything right. was filmed. And I wonder if it's the same thing, like where everything is filmed, but people just can't get into the studio to work. So, 
because you know the laws couldn't are a little they, bit more extreme over in California. Couldn't they? Uh, and again, may, maybe this isn't possible, but just instead of putting it on that kind of a hiatus, air every other week. Mm. You know, kind of stretch that out a little bit, but you're still dropping regular content. Right. Because, I mean, regular content is better than no content. And I don't know. Like, it's, it's such a – it's one of my favorite – it is my favorite TV show out right now. And it's a, it's yeah. a bummer to have to wait that long. Um, if Greg Berlanti would like to speak with us about exactly what the hang-up is, uh, we're more than happy to have him on the show. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot him an email. I shoot him a text. Actually, we we go golfing every weekend. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> not in California, you don't. Not, no, not in California. We're not. Um, but that's it for our news stories as far as TV is concerned. We do have a release coming out this Friday, March twelfth, and that is Marvel Studios Assembled: The Making of WandaVision. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it on release day, but I am gonna for sure watch it at some point. If not this All week, right. the next week coming out. So. Uh, I don't have that much uh, lull of Disney or Marvel content. And I'm actually very curious to see how they made this because this was, mm-hmm. I think they were getting done with it at the beginning of COVID of 2020. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken on that one. So I'm very curious to see I what they talk right. about that. I mean, with Mandalorian, they had the same thing and it was cool to watch how they filmed it on that, that screen that wraps around. So cool. <sighs> That's all I got for TV, Chris. Okay. Well, folks, it's been a good show. We'll see you next time. <laughs> We've got movie stuff. Um, so I only watched one movie this week, and, and it was our movie of the week. Did you watch anything else? No, that's that's the only thing I had this week as well. It, it's, again, busy week and not a whole lot of stuff out there. That's Well, so, Ryan the Last Dragon, but we're not going to pay $35 for that. We've already decided. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Yeah. All right. So, um, as as you alluded to earlier, um, there was a cult classic film from my childhood that you had never seen. Never. A little film called Back to the Future. Never heard of it. It's it's crazy. Like it's and had had Jamie seen this? Yeah, yeah, and she was very disappointed in me not having seen this. <laughs> she said, but how much of a nerd that you are, how have you never seen this movie? I was like, well, I've, I've never seen it. I just, I, I, I don't know how or why, but I just never did. So, I've seen this probably 20 times at least over the years. So, I'm going to let you take this, Tyler, and give your complete thoughts on this movie i'm not even put listen i'm not even putting a spoilers tag on here because this movie is so old like uh there's a little a uh, couple little known actors that got their start during this movie all right i'm gonna hear first one here i'm gonna hit you with a big one michael j fox yes the guest star from scrubs uh, and some other things this is where he first got his debut of acting that's a great one you know christopher lloyd another one never acted before until this movie and same thing with Leah Thompson. She had, none of these people have ever acted, and this is where they Crispin got their start. Glover. I get Crispin Glover. I mean, guys, none of these people have ever acted. Did, and did you pay attention to the credit scene? 
to I mean to the credits and see who a couple of the other people were. I mean, I've got I've got IMDb pulled up now. Billy Zane as Match. I mean, Billy. I, again, yeah. none of these people have ever acted in anything else before, and the fact that they got there, I'm glad this movie was made. One was entertaining, and two, a lot of these uh, younger generation of actors getting their first starts. Uh, <laughs> dude, I really enjoyed this movie. It was fun, um, uh-huh. a little wacky at parts. I mean, he made out with his mom. It it was some of the things were so much fun. Uh, you could definitely tell its age uh, being made in '85, but then again, not really in the same aspect. Like the town, uh, the oh, what am I thinking? Hill Valley. The, yeah, Hill Valley. Um, the city square. You could tell some of those were just uh, wood and cardboard cutouts or whatever. But <laughs> the the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> because they stole the plutonium and uh, that one caught me off guard i was like oh, oh oh okay and then him uh skateboarding around the city and uh, uh no one's ever seen I, I love little time movies like this and it's the whole like now i have to go back and watch Endgame and infinity war and stuff like that because that deals with time travel because they reference this and now i can actually understand the references chris and i'm not so yeah. much in the dark anymore uh, yeah, I, I mean, a great setup. I, I don't feel like it was longer than it needed to be. It it was fun. It had some good special effects for its time. Uh, I, I'm coming back to the timeline thing of of going back, to, you know, to the past and everything. It was it was cool to see how they did it and how everything had consequences. Like uh, Doc Brown didn't mm. want to be told anything of the future. But ended up right. he, he read the note anyways. What a what a cahoot that guy is, and uh, poor Einstein the dogs just hadn't been fed in weeks. If you look at that uh, dog bowl at the very beginning, but yeah, Chris, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I'm gonna give this one a a solid heart healthy B plus. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, even having seen it as many times as I have, I sometimes forget the little things like as he's hanging on to the back of the jeep you know mm-hmm. at the very beginning he's kind of it's it's set in modern day at that point and he they go by the aerobic studio and he waves to all the girls yeah in there everyone waves back <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it's really i even for uh for a fan of music from uh from the 50s you get that little drop of um marvin Right, mm-hmm. Marvin Berry, fronting the the band on the stage, and they he calls Chuck Berry. And... <laughs> he calls Chuck. And he says, "Chuck, I got that new sound you're looking for." And of course, they're singing a Chuck Berry song on yeah. stage. So, even having that that being another one of the ripple effects of the time travel, right? He's singing Johnny B. Good because mm-hmm. to him, it's a classic song. And then that's how Chuck Berry gets it introduced to him. Listen, I um, I don't know what you were doing during the time, but back when I was back in '58, I missed the dances back then. You know the jump, sta- you know the jump stadium. You got the classic bands up there. Um, even in um, in '85 when they had it, not '58, uh, yeah, '55. Anyways, 55. they uh, they had the battle of the bands going on, and they were all like, "No, mm-hmm, uh-huh. that's too loud." I was like, "Man, I was getting down to this song. What do you mean it's too loud?" <laughs> Yeah, they all just kind of—they're all just sitting there watching him perform, straight right. face, like it's nothing. And the one guy looks 
Like, yeah, you're too loud. Ugh. You're too gosh darn loud. Right, and Mr. Strickland uh, is getting on my nerves. Again, James Tolkien yeah. never acted a day in his life besides this movie. It's it's crazy, man, because he definitely wasn't in a, a very good movie uh, dealt with airplanes. I can tell you that much for sure. So, no. <laughs> no. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, that you finally got to see it. And, and, let me and that you liked it. And there was one thing I had a grievance with. And I don't know if, you mm. ever, if you've ever caught on to any of it. And I noticed it. First, again, this is my first watch through of the whole thing. When they were in the diner, and I forget what part, but someone gets knocked down to the ground. Did you see the... Biff. Biff. Did you see the tape lines on the floor of where the actors were supposed to stand for everything? Go back and watch that scene, because when he gets knocked down to the ground, there's the tape lines where everyone's supposed to stand for their scenes. And ever since that scene, I was starting to I was trying to notice that that was in every different thing, but it was only in that one scene. I thought it was kind of cool, just like yeah. a little little goof there. You can't really because it's yeah. different tape than what's on the floor. So I was like, uh huh, right? That's where these guys are supposed to stand. So, but yeah, man, it's a good movie. I have to go back and check it out. <laughs> I watched the uh, I watched the Blu-ray copy I've got, so it. Uh, I want to go back anyway and check some of the special features and things like that. Is, that would be fun. Yeah, Chris, I gotta have yeah. your score this time. This one kind of holds a special place, so I'm I'm gonna give it an A. That a boy, I like it. And um, so I took to Twitter, which we're doing now for all of our new movies, and well, uh, as far as our picks and everything, and asked the question between four different movies for next week's review. Our first one, Back to the Future Two. I said. You know, why not? We've seen the first one. Let's see what the second one, if you know, if, if that's what they want us to review. Uh, the second movie was Soul. The third movie was Safety, and the fourth movie was Mulan, the new one off of um, Disney Plus. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say, everybody but one person uh, picked Back to the Future too. So, and so next week is Back to the Future too, another cult classic. There you go. Can't wait to see. Uh, how Marty McFly's, uh, excuse me, this uh, was it Michael J. Fox. I want to see how the rest of his acting career goes uh, in the next movie. <laughs> Considering so going this to one the will future. take place. Yeah. I'm excited. 2015, about this I believe. So, wasn't there one that goes to 2020 or were they supposed to go to 2020 in one of the movies? Maybe they do go to 2020. It was either 2015 or 2020. Because it was. To. One of the um, ones, the the Cubs won the World Series, and it actually happened this mm-hmm. year as well. So I'm excited. I, I, I honestly really enjoyed yeah. this movie. So um, I, I'm pretty excited to see one. the sequel. <sighs> All right, Chris, I'm ready. What news we got today? Well, let's get to it, shall we? First comes from comicbook.com by Brandon Davis. People have probably heard of him before. Yep. Um, and it concerns a DC film, Black Adam, Never set heard to of begin it. production in in Georgia in April. Um, Dwayne Johnson is signed on for the role of DC's anti-hero, best known for starring in comic book stories opposite Shazam. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> I don't know about like back it. in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Gomer Powell. Right. Um, so yeah, they're they're gonna start in in April with filming. 
producer Hiram Garcia talked with comicbook.com about the many projects in development in Seven Bucks Productions, where he serves as president of production, revealing Black Adam is gearing up to get underway in a location familiar to the team. Um, they've previously worked in Georgia, Seven Bucks has, on titles like Baywatch and the upcoming Jungle Cruise. So that's why it's um, it's so familiar to him. Of course, Dwayne Johnson, right, was in Baywatch. So. Mm-hmm. I think he's in um, Jungle Cruise as well, though. Is he? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if you'll if you'll keep reading, I'll look that up. Uh, it said during the Zoom conversation that he had with them, Garcia was seated before his statues of Superman and Darkseid. And he said, you know how much I love this project, and from conceptualizing to, you know, figuring out what our sto- what our statues are going to be so I can have them behind me. To all the fun stuff that comes to the universe we're making. Um, we have such high ambitions and such high hopes for this, and we just really can't wait to make the fans proud. So I think it's going to be an interesting film. Anything Dwayne Johnson does is usually at the very least entertaining. He is right? uh, so, he is one of the main characters in Jungle Cruise. Shocker. Cool. And this is, and I'm finally glad that we're actually getting here. Uh, it's not filming. Well, we're going to begin filming in April. And they announced this in 2014. And here we are yeah. seven years later just now filming. I I hate how they do that. But, of course, with anything with The Rock, you have to play it so far in advance because he is such a popular and phenomenal actor and human being, period. Well, and and I hate to, you know, I hate to beat a dead horse here, right? But we kind of talk about this sort of thing, too, with Marvel-DC comparisons. I have no issues with Marvel announcing their slate for the next eight years, right. you know? But for some reason, I'm with you. Like, DC has talked about this now for six years. It's like, hey, is it going to show up? Right. It's Marvel the track record a, at all. Yeah, they have a roadmap, and you know they're going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to entertain you along the way. Whereas with DC, I mean, we don't know how this is going to connect to anything. Obviously, it's going to tie to the Shazam movie. Right. But we don't know exactly what the story is going to, how it's going to unfold. Is it going to have any references to Wonder Woman or anything else? Is or, it gonna, or even when this movie is going to come out. I mean, we just now start right. filming next month. I mean... Do we see yeah. it 2022? Do we see it 2023 at this point? I just, I yeah. don't understand. What, get, I don't do it. we see it at all? Right. <laughs> if, no. if, if, if The Rock is involved, we're going to see it some capacity. We might have the Johnson cut eventually, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Johnson cut. Good one, Tyler. Good one. I'm, I'm good for a couple of things. Uh, there you go. Uh, next news story it's from Screen Radar. By Bridget Brogan. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has been cast to voice Jiminy Cricket in the live-action Pinocchio. All right. When you wish upon a star, your casting dreams come true. Disney's live-action Pinocchio adds both Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Cynthia Arrivo to the already star-studded cast. Um, Gordon-Levitt, who... 
you know how in parentheses they typically put a project they're known for? <laughs> I don't, I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> they, they put Trial of the Chicago 7. I've heard of it, but it's, there's so many other things in his catalog list. Uh, and that's... I mean, okay. Batman, The Darkest um, Night. I mean, come on. <laughs> So he's going to voice Jiminy, who, of course, is Pinocchio's conscience. Uh, and the character who sings one of Disney's most infamous songs, When You Wish Upon a Star. Um, although he is expected to sing in the film, it is unconfirmed as to whether or not he will take on the anthem of dreams. Levitt previously worked with director Robert Zemeckis, who also, by the way, directed uh, Back to the Future. Oh. On 2015's The Walk. Again, why would you go with that one? But Oh, that's when they worked together. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides the casting of Jiminy Cricket, Cynthia Arrivo from Harriet will portray the Blue Fairy, along with Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Luke Evans as the Coachman, and Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as the voice of Pinocchio. Comedian Keegan-Michael Key will also voice Honest John, and Lorraine Bracco will be the voice of a new character, Sophia the Seagull. Gotta have more uh, animals in there. If you're if you're telling a classic story like Pinocchio, why are you introducing new characters in the first one? Oh, I, I think the I think they'll do fine with it. I'm I'm very I curious. Mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very happy Lorraine Bracco's in this. I like when she's in stuff, but okay, <laughs> random new character. Um, Miranda, just you know, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah. What do you think of JGL? I'm, I'm excited about this. I think he will do a, and we both know he's going to be singing that song, if not a new version of that song. And uh, I honestly did not know this movie was being made. And Tom Hanks, I mean, Luke Evans, uh, this is a star-studded cast, and it's going to, I feel like it's going to get bigger. Um uh, no, I don't know about bigger, rather, because you can't really hire anybody else because everyone's been cast. But it's I'm excited because it's a new live-action movie. Well, I'll watch it when it comes to Disney+, Plus, where I don't have to pay for it, um, just like Mulan, and just like I will with the 101 Dimensions movie coming out uh, later this year. And But, I mean, it's it's good. I'm glad for GGL, JGL. He's, I hadn't seen him in much of anything lately. so Yeah. I mean, they could always introduce new characters by crossing it over with something like, uh, uh, what was the show that they had? Spider-Man Far From On, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh, I watched the first season and maybe two episodes of the second season. Yeah. And I think were, the thing I liked about up. it the most... I think the thing I liked about it the most was how they took and put twists on the, like, spoiler alert, the Rumpelstiltskin character was also uh, the croc from Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. He was also the beast in Beauty and the Beast. He, he was all these different things to different characters. And that was kind of nice cool. little tie-ins. Love to see how they do that. But anyway, on to our last bit of movie news. From comicbook.com's Cameron... Now look, we, uh, Phenomalo? Yeah, that, that nailed it. Yeah. 
You that's, sure? Uh, that sounded good to me. That's that's what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy will feature Warner Brothers characters like Batman, Joker, and King Kong. <laughs> Uh, when LeBron James hits the court with the Looney Tunes in Space Jam, A New Legacy, the Toon Stars of the Toon Squad will meet some surprise guest stars from across the Warner Brothers movie-verse in the 25 years later sequel to Space Jam, where it was NBA superstar and GOAT Michael Jordan who <laughs> dunked on a team of talent-stealing aliens. It's human-looking AI. AIG... Uh, Al uh, AIG Rhythm. rhythm. Algorithm. Oh, algorithm. Get it? Algorithm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Don Cheadle, who I'm leaving it there, but I got it. Who brings James and son Dom Cedric Joe into the Warner 3000 Entertainment server verse in a plot to steal some of James's millions of social media followers? I think they're reaching for these plots. I know, but listen, I'm telling you, it's going to work. <laughs> So um, I want to get to the part here that we actually start talking about some of the other. Um, uh, so I would say start with the quote right there by uh, Malcolm D. Lee. It was a tricky thing just in terms of what you may want. Like, oh, my God, look, there's Mad Max and Casablanca. Director Malcolm D. Lee told EW, James made mention of blockbuster titles like The Matrix and Wonder Woman, but EW notes the exact movies referenced in A New, Leg in a New Legacy aren't confirmed. Um, according to EW, heavyweights like Batman and King Kong are among the A-list talent watching courtside. I, I, early last year, leaked photos said to be from Space Jam 2 showed such franchise characters as Batman's archenemy Joker, Pennywise the Clown from It, and the green-faced Mask from The Mask. In first-look photos from A New Legacy, look closely at a shot of Bugs Bunny and you'll spot what appears to be characters from the classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon, The Herculoids Among the Crowd of Spectators. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean that's that's really all that they have. I. <laughs> that's such a fun Michael story. Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan didn't need all those people. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, but I mean, they're they're bringing them all in. I mean, it, it's I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Apparently. Uh, some people said there'll probably be characters like sitting in the basketball stands or something like that. But right. I'm like, there's no way that some of these aren't going to cross over and they actually say something. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's just, oh, man. The uh, the server verse, huh? There's a verse yeah. for everything at this point. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I mean, some I think a handful of them would be kind of fun. You know, like oh, did you see who's sitting in the crowd over right. there? Right. They're, they're packing it. A ton of them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll watch it at some point, but... There should be an I'm HBO iffy. Max show. I'm iffy. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. So, we've only got one news story as far as gaming is concerned. But first, I want to know, Chris, have you been playing anything? 
Uh, I did last night play some more Valhalla. Yep, I can see it right there on your uh, dashboard. <laughs> I, I put in, I put in like, I don't know, about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm in London. There you go. London. That's where one of my glitch uh, missions are at. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a side mission. I've, so. uh, I've, I had to go assassinate this big guy. Big guy. There was a contract. Out. Oh. He he was like a big dude. Yeah. He was slow though. <laughs> um. So I had to get him, and uh, I'm, I'm looking for uh, what's his name. I'm looking for his murders. Uh, Order triggers. the ancients. Oh yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's good, yeah. man. Oh. The graphics on that scene are very good. You know, you walk in and there's everything but the head is still there. <laughs> yeah, it looks comfortable though. Yeah, I mean, it's a twist throne, really. Uh, I have been. I played a, a trio of new games that I talked about on the show before. Uh, jump back into Halo Five multiplayer. Uh, gearing up for Halo Infinite, hopefully coming out later this year. So I've played a little bit of it. Played Sea of Thieves, the the classic pirate game that's uh, continually to evolve. It's just so good. And then the one I want to talk about is Yakuza Zero, um, a game I never thought that I would play. Uh, game Pass is a phenomenal service. If if anybody has the opportunity to get it, please, dear Lord, do. There's hundreds of games you get for paying uh, ten dollars a month. And it's, it's just so much fun. So I started with Yakuza 0, which is what I was told to play with as the first one. And you take over as a guy, as, was it Kiryu? K-I-R-Y-U, Kiryu is the main character's name. And you're in the Yakuza. You get framed for a murder. I'm not spoiling anything at this point. And you're trying to... This is the setup, right? Yeah, and you're trying to catch the the people behind your framing. And it's it's... It's real fun. It's an RPG. You you play how you want. There's a like you go and play the batting cages. You go to the movie theater and stuff like that. It, it's really cool and it's fun. I'm still early, early, early on, but it's it's starting to get hooked into me. And of course, I've been playing Destiny two usually, but like when I've got time, I sit down with this game and easily just lose track of time. So it's fun, and I recommend it because yeah. there's there's like seven games at this point. And this one's been yeah. remastered. Got, and... I got the latest one, but I haven't started playing it yet. So I, I've heard you can play it without playing any of the other ones. Like some people come into the game from previous games, but I've heard it's still like a really good game. Yeah. And speaking of really um, good game, oh, uh oh. No, I I, oh. I just update update on my on my searches right. Okay. Every time I locate an X or a five, they're like nine hundred dollars and change. Mm. I'm not paying it, people. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, I'll just stay with my old gen and and rot. <laughs> my cousin Corbin, and this is where with you working third shift really messes with you, and your changes on this. He got one. Uh, he picked his up on Thursday actually. The Series X. Because uh, Best Buy did a random drop at, I think, 10 or 11 o'clock on Monday morning. And he somehow, I, I don't know if it was, 
because I sent them the link, but it was several minutes afterwards. Best Buy has gotten better. Like, they're doing it in, like, uh, waves. Like, if you don't get it at this time, you get a chance to get it at this time. And, like, they're all, like, in two or three-minute intervals. It's like you can't buy, you can't uh, scalp it. So, that's pretty cool. They're getting better. So, it just makes me believe the PlayStation will be coming out soon with it. But I'm trying, Chris. If I could spend money right now, I would I would get you one and have you pay me back. But I can't spend money until um, beginning of April. So, just letting you know, gotcha. I'm still, I'm still there. I, if, I, if I got the opportunity, I'm I, going to. I, I appreciate it, Tyler. <laughs> uh, our new story uh, here, guys. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima's oh. two lead developers are to be made permanent ambassadors of the real island. We're going to a website. That's cool. No, it's, this is uh, awesome. So wait till we, like this is by this is on videogameschronicle.com, which is what broke the story, and this is posted by Chris Scullion. Creative leads to be honored for spreading the name and history of Tsushima. The real Japanese island of Tsushima has given a prestigious award to two senior members of the Ghost of Tsushima development team. Game director Nate Fox and creative director Jason Connell become permanent tourism tourism ambassadors of the city of Tsushima in Nagasaki, the island announced this week. The ceremony will be held digitally due to travel restrictions and are probably presented with the award in a letter of appreciation. To mark the occasion, the city said it'll collaborate with Sony Interactive Entertainment to set up a new tourism campaign based on the game, which is designed to encourage fans to learn more about the island and its key landmarks. In a statement, that's so, awesome. Oh, dude, it's it's wonderful. Like I, I just, who would have thought? You know what I mean? Um, in, a, in a statement, Tsushima Mayor Hiroki Hidekatsu explained why the pair have been awarded with the honor. Fox and Connell spread the name and history of Tsushima to the whole world in such a wonderful world, he said, in a wonderful way. Even a lot of Japanese people do not know the history of the Ginkgo period. When it comes to the world, the name and location of Tsushima is literally unknown, so I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. The mayor went on to explain that while the award has given to has been given to notable Japanese people in the past, this is the first time it's been awarded to someone quote, who has spread the name and history of Tsushima through their works. The appointment of tourism ambassador is from today until Mr. Jason and Mr. Nate no longer wish to have it. He said, in fact, I had been thinking and discussing about appointing the role to them ever since I discovered they were using Tsushima's name as the name of their work. He added, I did not appoint them for the purpose of having them do anything in the future. Thanks to the two of them, Sucker Punch Productions and SIE, I have heard from all people all over the world who have learned about Tsushima through their work and now want to see, know, and go to Tsushima. Dude, I just, I don't know if that's ever happened before in gaming. And no. Because it, it, it really shows that how accurate and how in-depth they went with this story. And it's truly, I mean, it was on my top five of last year of one of my favorite games. And it's such, it's so beautiful. And if I ever did go to Japan, I would love to visit Tsushima. Just, uh, just because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. But I can't wait, man. That's, that's good for them. Tour, like, ambassadors of tourism for the island of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> Unheard of. And then... Notable new releases this week for video games. Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and the Switch on March 12th. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Chris, you got anything else for everybody out there? No. 
I'll try to remember to watch everything I'm supposed to next week. <laughs> uh, listen, we've got Superman and Lois to watch. I want to hear your thoughts on episode two and three when we report back for episode 18. God, 18 episodes. Absolutely. It's so crazy to me. But guys, again, thank you all from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of Chris's heart for so much for watching and listening and sharing around this video and podcast. We appreciate it. We, we love doing this. And we love that you love that we do it. And I can say love a lot more times in a sentence if I need be. Uh, again, don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget to rate and review if you're on any podcasting service. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on us on YouTube. And don't forget to uh, follow us on social media at nerd underscore wide. Or you can follow me personally at ty underscore Haynes. Or you can follow Chris at mavtn7. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget, wash your hands, stay safe, social distance. And if you need anything, we're always here for you. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Thanks, guys. See you later.